Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson, BamiInsider.com. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. We got a lot to cover. I'll take your calls tonight, 205-686-3604. Let me know where you're coming from in the comment box. Tuesday night, we talk recruiting. Wednesday night, we talk team. So eager to be here and uh, take your team questions. Alabama will hold a scrimmage this Saturday. So look for complete coverage back at BamiInsider.com. Um, man, I, I, you know, now that we've had a chance to see or, or at least some of the freshmen. I, I'm really impressed with what, um, you know, the, these younger guys are starting to do. And then, of course, you have the vets. And then, of course, you have um, the offense who is, um, I mean, they just return so much talent. So I'm going to actually provide a freshman report to start off the show. I want to go over a message from Ali Kaho. I want to pipe in some Nick Saban. Then I want to take your calls at 205-686-3604. Thank you for joining me tonight. Um, real quick, here's our Super Chat Hall of Honor. And of course, all Super Chats go to your host tonight, Kyle Henderson. So there we are on the left, uh, Tony Hill, Randall Williams, certainly our top contributors along with the box seats, bombs, always driving bombs, and then field level, Paul Robinson and Ramajama. So thank you so much. Uh, you, of course, you got the upper deck and the tailgate crew. And then of course, you can always hit the join button at the bottom of this video to join the touchdown club or the loyalty club. How about Alabama being ranked number one now in the rivals.com recruiting rankings? That was pretty cool. If you haven't seen Andrew Bones video uh, from last night, there's a lot of information in there, as you know. So um, I'll put the link in the description box, but definitely check out our recruiting coverage because Andrew Bone definitely been on top of it. And it looks like Tim Keenan could join this class. So he's committing on Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, before we get to that freshman report, how about this message by Ali Kaho? I, I really appreciated what he said and the message that he had to say on social media. And this is what he says um, just a couple days ago. If you want to be the best version of yourself as a player, play for Saban. He is the greatest, and I'm going to leave it at that. Believed in me when a lot of people gave up on me. Respect and love the GOAT. And I think about when Nick Saban, you know, sees these type of messages. And I think, you know, he knows what he's providing for these players. But to see it reflect on these players and to, to hear the gratitude and to see these young men grow to where they're going to become um, I think it's all part of it, you know, trust the process. And that's, that's a part of it. Um, I'll take your calls in just a minute. Just, uh, I, I'm going to go through this freshman report real quick, but, um, Ali Kaho with a strong message. And I think a lot of people will emulate that, that have played for Nick Saban. And I think that's why this particular recruiting class, unlike any other year is really depending on that Bama factor, because you haven't been able to go outside to visit the, these recruits. Um, you know, the coaches haven't been able to really get to these recruits. The recruits haven't been able to come to Alabama during the springtime. Uh, summer camps were closed. Alabama still can't have any visitors. Um, of course, you can just come on your own dime. But um, for, for the Bama factor, with all the new facilities and what Nick Saban's done at Alabama, I think it just speaks for itself. Um, Nick Saban um, talked a lot about uh, player development, and we're going to talk about that uh, in just a minute. But I wanted to highlight kind of the freshman report and talk about a, a lot of these freshmen and what these freshmen have been doing at Alabama so far as Alabama has had now, um, believe it is, let's see, today I think was our sixth practice of the, the fall training camp. So on the screen, th these are the freshmen that I've heard great things about. Okay. So, um, no particular order. Maybe I'll, uh, you know, put like a top freshman list at some point, but I'll start at the top. You got Javon Baker. Um, wide receiver, six foot two, 195 pounds. I, I, from what I've heard, sounds like he's second best wide receiver 
uh, or I'm sorry, the third best wide receiver on this team. You've got, of course, Jalen Waddle and um, Devontae Smith, but it looks like Javon Baker certainly making strides and showing out as a freshman. Of course, you got John Mechie, who I feel is going to be very capable this year as well. Um, Bryce Young, um, as a freshman coming in, I mean, been, how can you not be, you know, Surprised with what he's done just to Alabama. Of course, you got Mac Jones, but I think Bryce Young, as soon as he really hones in on who he's going to be and, and that playbook becomes second nature, he's going to be an absolute baller and, and the player that we expect him to be. Uh, Malachi Moore is a defensive back. You saw him um, on social media just the other night with a booming hit. One guy I'm curious to see if he can get on the field as a true freshman. You think, you know, you hear that freshmen can't play at Alabama, but of course, um, you continue to see these guys rise up. So Malachi Moore is a guy who I think will get onto the field this year. Um, Brian Branch, continue to hear great things about him um, working at that star and safety position, six foot, 190 pounds. I, I can't wait to see him in action on, on Saturday. I, I think he could potentially be a guy that starts later on in the season. I, I think he's that good. What I've heard on Roydell Williams, I hear he's the fourth best running back on the team right now. So think about this. You have Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Trey Sanders, and then you have Roydell Williams, in-state guy as a freshman. So watch for Roydell Williams to, if not make a splash this year, could make a splash next year. And I hear he's very similar to Trey Sanders. Um, of course, Trey Sanders, I put him on the, the list because he's a redshirt freshman. And from what I gather, I mean, let's let's put it this way. If Najee Harris was to exit the program right now, a lot of people feel that Trey Sanders could be the starter on this team. That's how good he is. Nick Saban had a lot of positive things to say about Trey Sanders recently. I'll pipe that in in just a minute. Um, William Anderson, you've seen the updates all over. And I mean, six foot four, 235 pounds, right behind Chris Allen at the outside linebacker position, certainly doing a great job. Um, another guy who you just, you know, we, we haven't been able to get on campus because of all, you know, this stuff that's going on but William Anderson and certainly the photos that we've seen and um kind of some small footage looks the part Javon Cohen um offensive lineman probably working at guard I would assume uh six foot 325 pounds looks like a monster of a man and then Damian George another monster right six foot six 345 pounds so those are some of the younger offensive linemen that look to be standing out early on and then you got Ismail Sopcher um another freshman uh at Alabama redshirt freshman at six foot four 334 pounds. So um, those are some of the freshmen. And I, I just wanted to kind of bring that to you because I know I got a lot of questions about the freshmen. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can pipe them in the comment box and I'll uh, definitely get those answered to you. Um, Derek, so uh, what's the occasion, man? You know what? Just like you and your avatar, man, you dress to impress, right? I, I do this for a living. You know, this isn't something I do on the side. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it. I try to emulate the highest game because I know you deserve a quality product. So um, definitely want to bring that to you. So you'll get accustomed to seeing me um, all dressed up and buttoned up for, for uh, you know, the show. Um, this is another good question. You can post your comments, too, in, uh, in the comment box, and then I'll take uh, some questions as well. I think this is a great question right here. Why isn't Paul Tyson getting into love? That's a great question. Um, I think he's a guy, and from from what I hear, he's right there. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is six foot five, 225 pounds. Obviously, he's worked on a lot of his arm strength. I think I have some B-roll of the quarterbacks that I'll just roll while I talk about Paul Tyson. Um, I really like the guy, and I, I think that um, you know, people are sleeping on him. Sometimes that's good, you know, it keeps you, it keeps guys working hard, right? I mean, you you 
have Mac Jones, you have Bryce Young, but nobody's really talking about Paul Tyson. I think they should. I think they should absolutely know about Paul Tyson and just the quarterback that he is, the quarterback that he's progressed to be. I know Steve Sarkeesian had some great things to say about him recently. Of course, everybody wants, you know, the flashy five star and rightfully so Bryce Young is going to get his. Um, but don't sleep on Paul Tyson. I'm telling you, because um, I think all these quarterbacks are going to get used this year. You know what's going on around the country. And it's just a matter of time until one of these quarterbacks really has to step up. So don't sleep on Paul Tyson. I'm telling you, um, heard some really good things about him as we continue. Uh, super chat in from bombs. Thank you so much, bombs. I mean, you don't know um, how much we appreciate your contributions on daily. I mean, you're always there. One of our biggest supporters, if not our biggest supporters. So thank you so much, bombs. We sincerely appreciate it. Um, Ronnie saying, don't sleep on Drew Sanders. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, when you look at the outside linebacker position, you have Ben Davis and you have Chris Allen. Those are the vets returning. But behind those guys, who's it going to be? Who's going to step up and, and really contribute? It could be a guy like King Kuda. It could be a guy like Kevin Harris. Those are a couple sophomores that we really haven't talked about. But behind those guys, you got William Anderson, uh, Drew Sanders, and, and a lot of those guys um, we'll probably get playing time this year. So let me get to this Saban clip real quick. Um, he talked about development and some install. And I think when you watch uh, Saban's press conference, I want you to do this next time you watch it. Um, make sure and just internalize that first part of Saban's press conference, because I think he divulges a lot of information. So when you watch it, go back and watch the opening statement, because he says a lot about the program, kind of where things are. And, um, you know, Saban's, you know, way up top IQ wise. So um, he, he gives you clues without saying too much. But here's Nick Saban um, from uh, just the other night during his second press conference of Falk training camp. Um, so we've had a lot of heavy installation so far on the field. Uh, this is very challenging to young players. Uh, but I think that the 10-day, well, we had 10 days. We used 10 days where we could have sort of a mini-camp type of you know, atmosphere um, where we had six hours a week on the field, six hours in meetings. Uh, I think those walkthroughs were very beneficial in helping the young players, you know, understand. I think all the Zoom calls that we had, you know, helped them gain an understanding. So um, they're picking it up on the field a little quicker and with a little better understanding uh, than maybe what they normally would because we've had so many so-called chalk talks, walkthroughs, those types of things that um, I think have really enhanced their development. All right. So there you go. Saban talking about a lot of install right now, which makes sense. I mean, um, you know, they just started practice last week. So this is their second week of fall training camp. And like I said, they will have a scrimmage on Saturday. I would assume that's at Brian Denny Stadium. Um, that will be the first time anyone really gets into Brian Denny Stadium, as you know, with uh, everything that's going down in the country. Um, hey, thank you, Mr. Jefferson. I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, all the super chats tonight go to your host. So um, really means a lot that you guys would super chat my way means a lot. Obviously I dressed up for the occasion, right? Um, let me go through a couple more, uh, comments and then I'll, uh, you know, take your calls right here at, uh, actually let's go ahead and get the party started. I'll take this call right here. Hey, you're on the line with Kyle Henderson, who I'm on the line with and where are you calling in from? Hey man, this is Kyle Cruz. I am from Hoboken, Georgia. All right. I'm sorry. I missed your first name. Kyle Cruz, K-Y-L-E, Kyle. Hey, that, you, Kyle. <laughs> that's a good name, right? <laughs> What's up, Kyle? Thank yeah, you so man, much for uh, thanks for calling in. It's your show. Take it away. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm just excited that we're going to get some Alabama football this year. Uh, I think the defense and offense, they're going to bring in some, some good players. I'm, I'm really excited about this year. 
the first game being at Missouri, I, I'm really digging it. Uh, I just want to get vengeance on Auburn this year, man. We're gonna we're gonna show Bo Nix what's up. Kyle, when we when we look at the schedule, and I think I got the schedule here. Um, I'll pull it up on the screen so everybody can look at it. When you look at the schedule for the 2020 season, you got Missouri, you got Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Georgia. Let's just look at those first four games. Um, you got to, you know, I I would assume that they're going to be a what a four touchdown favorite against Missouri, Texas A&M. You know, Nick Saban's done well against Jimbo. Um, the wild card for me is Ole Miss because it's at Ole Miss, and you got Lane Kiffin. And you got Georgia, Kirby Smart. I mean, those are some interesting games to start out the season. Just just with those four games, what's your take on that front four? Um, Missouri, they got a fresh head coach. So I'm not I'm not gonna diss. I'm not I don't doubt any opponent that we play, but um I think Missouri's gonna be a win. A and M's gonna be a win. Ole Miss. You give Lane Kiffin a few years, but Lane Kiffin was on the staff at Alabama for a long time. You give Ole Miss a few years, they're going to be top-notch. I mean, hey, just like with Kirby Smart with Georgia, he, he's getting there. He's getting top-notch. Georgia's going to be in the playoff. We're going to be – we'll probably be facing them in the SEC championship again this year. Yeah, I, I would so, agree, I would agree I, with that. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about it being SEC all year. Me too. I, I think because in the in the past, I mean, let's face it. I mean, it, you're going to find this funny, Kyle. And I, and I don't know if you followed the channel for a long time, but I went to New Mexico State University and they came up to play Alabama. And, um, you know, it's like some of those games are comical that they're playing. And I get it. You got to break up the schedule. But this year, I mean, even that game against Missouri, I mean, that's interesting. So you look through the entire schedule. It's an interesting game week after week after week. So I, I know that, you know, the SEC and um, ESPN are going to, you know, try to make as much money as possible off this because the ratings should just be phenomenal. I mean, they they should have a TV down at the scrimmage this Saturday. Man, I, I can't wait. I, I'm so excited. And like I said, man, the, the, the first game being away at Missouri is really going to set the tone for these guys, and uh, it's going to set the tone for Mac Jones. And Mac Jones done a done a great job last year. I'm excited to see him play again. Um, even though, hey, everybody, everybody downs him. Yes, he did have two turnovers there in the Auburn game, but you can't, you can't diss the man. I mean, he went three and one, you know, when Tua got hurt last year. Do you have, so obviously you have a lot of confidence in Mac Jones. So do I, I think there's a, there's kind of a camp that doesn't have confidence in in him. Um, but I, I think he can get the job done this year. Absolutely. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the most definitely. I mean, just just from what I've seen from him, and just and just what's what's been posted, and what I've seen during the during the fall the fall camp, what what Coach Saban's calling it. Um, man, I'm seeing I'm seeing great progress, and uh, I'm excited to see Bryce Young. I know we'll see him this year. I know we're going to see Paul Tyson this year. Uh, like you said earlier in the show, uh, the DBs are stacked. Man, it's it's going to be a great year. I can't wait. September the 26th, kickoff. I'm ready to go. Hey, well, thank you so much for calling in tonight, Kyle, and getting the show started. Uh, please call again next time, and thank you very much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. All right. Appreciate it, Kyle. Take it easy, buddy. All right. Call in line is open. 205-686-3604 is the number to call in. 
Um, first caller tonight, Kyle from Georgia. I like the name, right? Kyle. Um, be sure right now to hit the thumbs up button. That really helps our channel grow and get out to other Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. I know you guys have options out there when it comes to your coverage, but it means a lot that you would be with us tonight watching our show on the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. Um, I wanted to talk real quick. Um, oh, we got a, a super chat. What's up, Casey? I see you, man. Um, you know, I, I, we currently how the footage works and the footage is referred to as B-roll kind of in our industry. Um, we're only getting it from the University of Alabama. In, in the past, when we were allowed to go to practices, um, you know, we were able to shoot whatever we wanted. So I'd break it up by position, running backs, you know, offensive linemen, and really get a lot of these freshmen. Um, this year, they're not allowing any media at practice. So we have to rely on our sources close to the program to get the information that you want, right? That's what I call team nuggets. Um, what I've heard on William Anderson um, looks like an absolute beast, um, repping in with the second team right behind Chris Allen. Um, don't have any footage of him yet. I do have a photo of him. Um, I'll, I've posted that on BamaInsider.com. It looks shredded. I mean, you're looking at a guy six foot four, uh, 235 pounds. So um, as I talked about on this freshman report, I mean, th these are the guys who are certainly kind of jumping off early on. Um, no particular order, just the guys that, you know, freshmen. And, and I mixed in Trey Sanders and Is Chops Sopshire because those guys are redshirt freshmen. But as you can see, uh, William Anderson certainly makes a cut. And from what I heard, Drew Sanders is also doing well. I just think that, you know, William Anderson way out in front of those guys. So um, that's kind of where things are in terms of uh, William Anderson. But I, I certainly think a lot of these outside linebackers are going to get an opportunity this year to play. Actually, I have some uh, sound of Nick Saban talking about the outside linebackers. Yeah, I'm impressed with all the young players that we have. Um, I think all four of those guys have shown some promise, you know, in what they can do. Um, I think a couple of them probably are going to add depth to our team. Uh, I think they have some pass rush ability. Uh, they're high effort guys. Uh, they're really good athletes. So um, a couple of those guys are going to be able to contribute to the team. I don't know for sure which ones yet. There's you know, still a work in progress in terms of the evaluation, but I'm encouraged by that group. So, I mean, reading between the lines, I think, you know, what Saban is saying, I mean, they've just had a couple of days of in pads. So I think, you know, they really have to see who can rise up and a great time to rise up is this Saturday during the scrimmage. Um, so maybe we'll see more from William Anderson or Drew Sanders or some of these other freshman linebackers because they're certainly very talented. I'm curious about King Makuda, Kevin Harris, Kevin Harrison, um, guys that we really haven't talked about. And also uh, Ben Davis and Chris Allen. Those are the vets leading this team. So um, we've got another another call coming in. We'll take it. Hey, how's it going? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Where are you calling in from and who I'm on the line with? Yes, yeah, so hello, Kyle. Uh, this is Jarvis. I'm calling you from uh, Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Jarvis from Texas. What's going on, buddy? Take it away. It's your show. I uh, just wanted to say, first of all, I love the show. Um, love the content lately. Um, really, I just wanted to give a, a shout-out for this recruiting class. I mean, um, I'm real big in recruiting, and I've seen the jump from – you know, 55, 70 to number one. And just want to say what an incredible job has been. Yeah. And just as I said earlier on the show, I think this particular year has been a year that Alabama has been able to rely heavily on the Bama factor, right? With Nick Saban not being able to go visit recruits, with recruits not being able to visit Tuscaloosa. Um, I mean, they've really been able to flex on, you know, just the tradition. 
the coaching and really the program speaks for itself. I mean, I think about this um, and we're on the line with Jarvis from Texas. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, you know, when Tommy Brockemeyer and James Brockemeyer committed to Alabama, I was scrolling through Orange Bloods, our sister site, um, you know, that covers the Longhorns and someone, a, a poster said it best. They were like, Texas is selling what could be and Alabama is selling what is. And I've said that before, but think about that. I mean, Alabama is the pinnacle of college football. You tack on uh, Nick Saban, you tack on these new facilities. I mean, they're at the pinnacle. I know that, you know, they're not the, the reigning champ, but I mean, coming this year, this team is locked, loaded, hungry, and still at the, the forefront of the college football uh, spectrum. No, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And uh, like you said, it's the brand selling itself. And uh, I really love the attitude of the players. I mean, they seem... Uh, like they really wanted to bring Alabama back to the top. And uh, even given Nick Saban's age, he's still uh, cooking with grease. So, I mean, I, I love to see it. And I think the dynasty is about to get another another run for Nick. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and this will be a great year. You know, granted, we can play through this season. If Alabama can go and, and bury through the SEC and, and, you know, win an SEC championship and then play however they're going to do this Frankenstein college football playoff, which is confusing anyways. It's confusing, you know, not even with this year. It doesn't matter. you got to get the four best teams in. Um, I, I certainly think this team has a talent um, on the offensive side of the ball. And and I think one of the factors that's um, really important to remember as we push forward is the offensive and defensive continuity coaching uh, coaching wise that this team has. Remember, they only added Freddie Roach um, to this to this coaching staff. I mean, that's something that we haven't seen in quite some time because every single year it seems like Alabama loses their OC, their DC, and and you know many other coaches. But think about that as we go forward: the offensive and defensive coaching continuity. I think that'll be very important going forward. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, couldn't have said it better. And I, I think uh, it's, it's crazy how Nick Saban just continues to uh, click on all cylinders. I mean, on and off the field. I mean, I think he's uh, it's been a fantastic job he's done since he's come to Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's the greatest run, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see <laughs> maybe ever. And uh, it's just a great time to be an Alabama fan, you know, for the next foreseeable future, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, Jarvis. And um, while we got you, Bomb said it best right here on um, the comment box. I mean, if you're in Texas or Louisiana, our prayers are out with you guys. Um, big storm coming that way. So everybody, please be safe. Our prayers are, you know, with the states to the west of us. So, um, you know, the, the storm's obviously coming. So please be safe. And um, everyone in that area, definitely in our prayers. So um, anything else, Jarvis, while we got you on the line, buddy? Oh, uh, you know, definitely. I appreciate that. Um Fortunately, I'm, I'm in the northern part of Texas, so uh, I'm kind of keeping an eye on that. But um, the only thing I want to say, too, is just I, I am loving the all-SEC schedule. I mean, for once, they can't say anything about uh, who we have played and who we haven't played, and it's just going to be, like you said, week in and week out. I mean, it's going to be uh, a battle for, for, for the SEC, and I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Jarvis. Please call again, and please have a great rest of your week, okay? All right, thanks, Kyle. All right, take it easy. All right. That was uh, Jarvis calling in from Texas and uh, Bomb said it best. You know, if you're in that area, definitely, um, you know, we'll, we'll be praying for you guys in that area. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think when you look at, you know, that that SEC schedule, it's it's something to certainly be excited about just because, um, you know, every single week it's going to be exciting. Um this past week, I had an opportunity to ask Nick Saban about the running backs, just because you have Najee, you have B-Rob, you have Trey Sanders, some of those other younger guys cutting their teeth. I'm sure you guys saw the video right here on YouTube, but um, I'm going to play that sound of Nick Saban talking about the running backs, in my opinion, the best running back room in the country. Uh, Trey Sanders has done extremely well. 
Uh, the young guys have done really, really well. I see them all contributing. Um, and I think those guys can all have a role on our team. Uh, that's, that's an area of our team that I really like the depth. Um, I like the experience that we have with two seniors. Uh, and then there's some young guys that have some you know, really, really good um, ability uh, to contribute. And, and these guys are all really good special teams players. All right, so there you go, Nick Saban, talking about those very talented running backs. Of course, you know, some of those younger guys will be used on special teams. Um, what's up, John? I, I see your questions. You've been posting a lot in the comment box, which I appreciate. Um, we'll take this call real quick, and then I'll get to your question. Call from. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle hey, Henderson. Who am I on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Are you there? Hey, I'm sorry? All right. Looks like we had a, a bad connection there. Um, hey, John. So um, I really haven't heard anything on Tim Smith and Jameer and Lathan. There's a couple other guys, you know, I just haven't been able to um, get information on some of these other freshmen. So in my freshman report that I posted earlier on the show, and if you're just joining us, um, I'll show that graphic again. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that these guys aren't doing well. It just means that I don't really have information on those guys just quite yet. Um, these are the freshmen that I've heard positive things about early on. And of course, things are changing, right? I mean, these guys, um, you know, are, are just getting to, to practice. I mean, they just had their sixth practice. So um, I'll have more information going forward. So I think, you know, in regards to these other freshmen that you might not be hearing about, maybe just give them time and let them come around. So um, that's what I got on you. If you have questions as well, you can post them in the comment box and I'll get to you um, You know, as soon as I can. The call-in number is 205-686-3604. That's the call-in line number. And um, you know, we you can also uh, be a part of BamaInsider.com in many different ways. So um, you know, definitely check us out, um, whether that's on um, our Instagram or social media posts. So, um, there's a lot of different ways to connect with bandmateinsider.com. Um, let's see. We've got another question coming in. Um, let me get this uh, graphic out of the way for you guys. All right. What's up, Prone Raider? Kyle, I want to say this. For anybody who thinks Bryce Young will start over Mac Jones, they're thinking they're far ahead and expecting too much. Mac Jones will start and Bryce will have to earn. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're – and I'm in that camp with you. I, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard to believe that a lot of people aren't happy that Mac Jones is coming back this season. Um, there's not many, but I mean, if there's some, I mean, get out of here. I mean, th this guy is the most experienced quarterback by far. I think he's, he's played in over 25, 26 games. And, um, you know, with the offense that he has around him, it's going to be hard for him not to be successful. Right. Um, you, you look at all the talent and, and all the, you know, components that he has. He has Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, John Mechie, uh, Javon Baker, Najee Harris. He's got an experienced offensive line. Alex Otherwood at the tackle position. Evan Neal at, at the other tackle position. Landon Dickerson, Deontay, Deontay Brown. Um, your, your center probably going to be Chris Owens. Uh, your tight end, Miller Forstall. All those guys are veterans coming back. So how can Mac Jones not be successful? And I think Bryce Young is going to get his. I, I think Paul Tyson is going to get his. Um, but but like you say, I, I think that this job has been earned by uh, Mac Jones, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's going to do a fine job for Alabama this coming season. Call in line is open, 205-686-3604. Um, 
if you do me a favor real quick and hit that thumbs up button, um, that really means a lot. I know there's, um, you know, if you, if you're not going to super chat, that's cool. Um, you know, but subscribing and hitting the thumbs up certainly helps our cause. And if you're, if you're new to kind of like the super chats and kind of wondering what they are inside the comment box, you can hit that dollar sign button and this is on YouTube and you can, um, you know, super chat is basically like a tip for the host. That's what it is. So, um, definitely, um, hit that up. All right, let's see. Uh, and you can post your uh, your questions inside the comment box um, and I'll get to them as well. Um, but the call online is certainly um, open, 205-686-3604. Trey Sanders, um, guy must be huge when coach doesn't mention Najee and others ahead of him. Um, actually, Kevin, I, I cut it out because I, the way I asked the question, um, I asked him about um, Najee and, and B-Rob. So he did talk about those guys first. And then he spoke about Trey Sanders. So it, it, that has more to do with how I cut the actual, um, video in terms of what Saban is, but Saban talked about Najee and B-Rob first and had a ton of things to say about Brian Robinson. And, um, I actually think I have some sound, um, from Steve Sarkeesian, uh, talking about, um, the offensive line that I wanted to play because just as I mentioned earlier, I mean, Mac Jones has so much talent around him with the offensive line. I, I think it's, you know, I, I keep on saying it's the best running back room in America. It's the best wide receiver unit in America. This is how good the offense is. So here's Steve Sarkeesian talking about what I feel is the best uh, offensive line group in America. Well, I mean, we obviously have an abundance of, uh, of experience up front. Um, when you start talking about Deontay Brown, Landon Dickerson, uh, Alex Leatherwood, um, Chris Owens, Evan Neal, um, th those guys have played a lot of football. And I think one of the things that comes out of it is the communication factor. Those guys can communicate really well with one another up front. I think, too, their communication to us as coaches, they've seen a lot of football. Uh, they know some of the issues the defense is presenting, and so uh, making the proper adjustments that way. So there's Steve Sarkeesian talking about the offensive line. Um, Landon Dickerson um, certainly, you know, got to watch Alex Otherwood, who we got to hear speak today. Very intelligent young man, um, you know, returning for his senior season. Uh, Evan Neal will move from that guard position to the tackle position. Um, we got a chance to see uh, a short clip of Brian Branch today. If you want to watch highlights, go to our YouTube channel or Bam Insider and, and look for our recent highlight package. Here's Brian Branch. This guy, I think, is going to be phenomenal. I've, I've heard that he's – this is a freshman, by the way, at Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play it again. Um, I've heard great things about him. Working at the star position with the safeties, I think he's going to be able to play. I just talked about him on a freshman report, um, and I think I might put a package together just talking about the freshman and some of these guys who have stood out. So definitely watch for Brian Branch because I think he's going to be a guy who has a big year. Um, let me check in the comment box to see um, um, what else is going on. and. Um, I'll let's see. I think this is a question on uh, from Kaysen. Um, what is a tight end position looking like? Alabama hasn't had a stud tight end since uh, OJ. Yeah, I, I think um, that's a good question. I mean, we talk about all these other positions and um, don't really talk about the tight ends much. Um, so what Alabama has in terms of tight ends, you have Miller Forrestal, who's a veteran who returns um, with a lot of experience. He's, de he's dealt with a couple nagging injuries, but he's very good. Uh, very dependable. I think he's a great blocker downfield. You have Major Tennyson, who's also used up as a blocking tight end. Um, you have J Jahil Billingsley. And I think Jahil Billingsley could be a hybrid tight end wide receiver. 
I think that might be a nugget that I'm um, not supposed to give to you guys, like, you know, in the public. That's usually what I put on the premium message board. But watch for Jahil Billingsley to be a guy um, that Alabama is able to, to utilize. And then this guy right here, Cameron Latou, hearing great things about Cameron Latou, six foot five, 247 pounds. Um, remember, he came to Alabama as an outside linebacker. And now he's with the tight ends. And, and usually Nick Saban does a lot of experimenting during this time. But it looks like he could be staying at that tight end position. And that could be surprising. Just um, here's some footage right here of him as an outside linebacker, as a freshman. So to see him transition from outside linebacker to tight end, um, I think tells you a lot about his athleticism. Because you don't see too many guys at Alabama go both ways or, or switch. Um, very few. And um, it looks like he's going to be one staying at that tight end position. So I hope that answers your question regarding the tight end. So thank you very much, Kaysen, for the super chat earlier and for the question. Call online is open, 205-686-3604. Thank you for joining me tonight on the show. Tuesdays, we talk recruiting. Wednesdays, we talk team. Um, we'll also have tons of coverage back at BamaInsider.com. And as I always tell everybody, you don't have to wait till Tuesday or Wednesday to you know, come on and get all this information. You can get all the information back at BamaInsider.com. If you're not a member of BamaInsider.com, here's how to get free 30 days. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. This is how to get free 30 days on BamaInsider.com. First thing you got to do, go to BamaInsider.com and click on the top banner. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to create an account, email, username, password. The second thing you're going to do is confirm your subscription. Make sure that the promo code is entered right here. It says promo successful roll tide. The third thing you're going to do is enter your credit card information. It has to be valid. And don't worry, you're going to get that 30 days free. As you can see, once you've added a credit card, you're going to get the promo code. As you can see right here, it says $0. After that, you got to make sure and cancel within that 30 days if you don't want to be charged that $9.95. But Hopefully, you're happy with all the coverage on BamaInsider.com, so you won't need to cancel. Once you're a premium subscriber of BamaInsider.com, you can access Andrew Bone's recruiting board. You can jump on the Talk of Champions message board and have a great time with thousands of Alabama Crimson Tide football fans. We hope to earn your business at BamaInsider.com. All right, Kevin, I, I was scrolling through the uh, comment box. So, Kevin... Kelvin Carter has a has a great point. Um, can Slade be, Bolden be our third guy at wide receiver? Absolutely. Um, he's one guy that I didn't talk about um, early on when I was talking about the wide receivers. But yeah, he he certainly is a guy that you need to know and a guy that can contribute this year. So um, I think when you look at the wide receiver room, obviously the the upperclassmen shine, Devontae Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle, but um, guys like Slade Bolden, Xavier Williams, um, you know, John Mechie, as I mentioned earlier, Javon Baker. I mean, think about all that talent in that room. So yeah, Slade Bolden. Um, and from some of the footage that I've seen early on, Slade Bolden is definitely getting the football, very dependable. I know you even ran some scout team quarterback. I think in high school, he was the Gatorade player of the year playing quarterback. So yeah, absolutely stud athlete. Um, Derek's asking who's our kicker. Well, um, and I, and I saw a couple people, uh, answered on the message board. So um, you have Joseph Bolivas who's returning. I think a lot of people forget that he's returning for this season. But the kicker will probably be Will Reichard. And Will Reichard played in five games last season. Um, he had a hip flexor injury, which was unfortunate. So he's going to be a sophomore this season. And he can kick. He can punt. Um, he can do kickoffs. So Alabama certainly needs a kicker. And an independable kicker, right? I think when you look overall, um, that's been something that Alabama – really it's kind of been the ching in the armor right so um will reichard is kind of that guy that everybody hopes um that he could be kind of that saving grace so he'll be a sophomore this year uh punter you look at maybe ty perrine um who was a walk-on last year so they, they do have some guys i'm just not sure um 
who's it going to be at kick route, but I would assume like everyone else said it here in the comment box that it's going to be Will Reichard. Um, call in line is open, 205-686-3604. Um, all right. Kevin, what's up? Thank you very much. Um, Dabo Sweeney or Saban? Uh, Dabo seems to have a more personal approach to his team. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know too much about Dabo Sweeney. You know, I cover Alabama. Um, but I will say this, and to that point, I think those guys obviously about mentorship and coaching is about mentorship. But I, I put this out today, um, and I talked about this earlier in the show, and let me take down your comment. Um, this was posted by Ali Kaho, a guy who is really trying to get onto the field uh, this year at the inside linebacker. I know he had a, a small injury to, to start the year. So you're looking at a guy who put this out, and this was just a couple days ago. If you want to be the be best version of yourself, play for Saban. He's the greatest, and I'm going to leave it at that. Believe me when I say a lot of people gave up on me, respect and love the GOAT. So, I mean, you're, you're seeing players certainly um, emulate kind of that process and, and appreciate what Nick Saban is doing for them. And I think all these coaches at this level are going to do the same thing. Um, but, you know, being, being able to be mentored by Nick Saban, I think says a lot. And I think it goes a long way. And, you know, even for me, you want to, you want to, um, oh, here we go. Good show, Kyle. I liked and subscribed. Thank you so much, Kyle. Uh, certainly appreciate it. Remember, all the super chats tonight go to myself, Kyle Henderson. So um, on Tuesdays, we all go to Bone. Uh, Wednesdays, my show, my show. So thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. And, and just as I was saying, um, here's kind of a pro tip, okay? One of the, the ways I'm always trying to get better. I know I can work on, on a lot of things to do a better job, to deliver better content for you. Um, of course, you know, in my personal life, I'm a husband, I'm a father. Um, I got two kids. Um, we'll take this call in just a minute. Hey, what's going on? You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Please hold. We'll be right with you. As I was saying, um, one of the tips and tricks for me and is reading this book right here. All right. Let me see. Get it up right here. It's Nick Saban's book how good you want to be, right? And I have a ton of chapters marked off and I have a ton of writing. And if you're kind of into, if you like to be motivated and you like to, you know, get in the right mindset, I think that's a great book for you. It's not a sponsored by any means. It's just, it, I, I like books that provide mental stimulation. And, and this book really, you know, kind of provides insight to Nick Saban and, and just how good do you want to be? Because I think we all want to be the best or we could be the best version of ourselves. And I think when you compare Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, those guys obviously have different attributes. You know, Nick Saban, 68 years old, Dabo Sweeney, much younger. Um, but I think Nick Saban's overall approach is still very effective. And I think certainly this year, um, you're seeing that with Alabama be, you know, so talented and, um, you know, ju just what they've been able to do. So let let's get our caller back and um, we'll uh, we'll try to get him in. Hello. Hey, this is Kyle Henderson. Sorry about that. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? Uh, this is Derek from Buffalo, man. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Derek? Hey, could you uh, turn down the audio in the background, please? Okay, hold on for a second. All right, so I got to give you why, why Jared gets set up. Um, I mean, he's one of our top callers. So he calls calls in and during the season, I have a lot of regular callers. So what Jarek brings to the table is he loves to break down film. He has a really good eye for schematics. So um, every time he calls, get ready because it's going to be a good one. So Jarek, what's up, man? How's uh, you ready for Bill's Mafia, man? Yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, I actually talked to uh, 
Levi Wallace not that long ago at the anchor bar and uh, try to get his feedback on, on, on Alabama this season, man. He's loving it, man. So, uh, yeah, it was really good catching up with him. But, um, man, I, Talk about some Alabama football real quick. Just got a couple questions I wanted to ask. Uh, number one, I, I just wanted to ask, how confident are you feeling about the outside linebacking position? I know that uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and, and that was a little bit of a concern, but, uh, you know, hearing some things about Will Anderson and, and, and some of these other players that out at the outside linebacking position, Chris Allen, Ben Davis, you know, how is the confidence level that we can uh, replicate that or, or even become better, you know, as far as the production at the outside linebacking position, especially for Efforty Jennings? and Terrell Lewis being out. And uh, my second question is, is about that slot receiving position. Um, I'm going not the slot receiving position, but the other players going to be playing out wide. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be the scat receiver playing a little bit in the slot. And so uh, my other question is that who's going to be, who's going to be stepping up at that, at that, at, at that outside uh, uh, receiving position. All right. So we'll start with the outside linebackers and, you know, surprise, surprise, it could be Ben Davis. You know, it looks like this is, could be finally his year as a senior where he really rises up and and takes over that position. You know, Alabama is certainly going to give him that opportunity to earn that position and to keep that position for, uh, you know, the 2020 season. I mean, this is a guy who came in as a five star and really hasn't got onto the field. I think he got on the field a couple times last year, but this could finally be his time to really shine. Um, you also have at the outside linebacker position before right here, Chris Allen. This is a guy who dealt with some injuries, but he's back and he has a lot of experience. So if you pair Chris Allen and Ben Davis, those are really your veterans at the outside linebacker position. And I think a lot is going to depend on um, Sal Sinceri. And he does a fantastic job working with these young men. I know we've been talking about Will Anderson. I know we've been talking about Drew Sanders. But I think you also have to remember that um, within that outside linebacking core, you're also going to have guys like um, I'm looking for the footage right here. You're also going to have uh, guys like King Makuda. He's number 30. You're also going to have uh, Jerez Parks, number 23. You're also going to have mm -hmm. um, Kevin Harris. So so there's guys in the mix. And I know everybody just wants these freshmen to jump up and to be instant starters. But there's guys on the team that can certainly, um, you know, make their way at the outside linebacker position. I think it's an area that needs to improve. It's an area of concern going into this, se going into this season. And um, we'll just have to see, you know, what's going to happen. I think when we look at um, who's going to be that that slot receiver, I think today Alabama shared an image and they were twins to the left and they have Jalen Waddle on the inside and Devontae Smith on the outside. Um, I think the main thing is get Jalen Waddle the football as many times as possible, right? Um, the more touches mm -hmm. that Jalen Waddle gets, the better. Check this out. During Michigan, if you look at that game against Michigan in the Citrus Bowl, he only touched the football twice. Look what he did against Auburn. Right. This is the type of football player that you have. He was the fourth best option. Steve Sarkeesian said that um, Jalen Waddle said that. And I get it. Jalen, um, you had Jerry Judy. You had Henry Ruggs. You have Devontae Smith. You have Jalen Waddle. I know. Tough problem to have. Right. But this year, being able to get him the football, be more creative in, in getting him the football. I mean, this is a guy who needs a football eight to 12 times, maybe more than that per game. I don't know how they're going to use him special teams wise. Maybe if they put him as a punt returner. Um, you know, people just, they're not going to punt to him, which gives Alabama a better field position. But I think when you look at a slot, absolutely, it's going to be Jalen Waddle and someone who's going to um, be very difficult to, to match up with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you, man. It's just, uh, one of the things that I think I'm, I'm excited about was that at the, just talking about the outside linebacker just real quick is really the rotation. 
right? You look at the last three to four years, ever since 2016 came, we just don't, we just, we don't have any fresh bodies at the outside linebacker right position. There's only two guys there um, that are primarily good pass rushers, but if one of those guys goes down, then it becomes a weakness for our squad. So um, I'm excited because even though we don't have that clear cut guy yet, uh, the fact that we have a lot of fresh bodies and, and, and a guy and a lot of guys that have a lot of playing experience that knows this defense, especially under Pete Golding now, uh, that's what I'm just super excited about is the, is the rotation that we can do two, three guys deep um, and, and keep that rotation front and keep that rotation fresh for our players. Uh, as far as the as the receiving position, um, yeah, you know Jalen Waddle, he's got to get the ball in his hands. I mean, you, know, you look at it's actually crazy because there's one game where he goes off. And, he, and he's targeted like seven, eight times. And there's the other game where he's targeted like once or twice. And like you said before, I understand that you got, you know, Devontae Smith, Andrew Ruff, you got all of these first-round receivers. But you see the impact that Jalen Waddle has, that he can completely turn a game if he can, if he can go off. And, you know, the fact that he wasn't really that included into the offense, uh, especially he was less productive uh, his sophomore season compared to his freshman season as far as, uh, as him as a receiver. You know, hopefully we can – well, I, I expect – uh, to see those numbers definitely improve uh, for this year. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, these these wide receivers, you're looking at John Mechie right here, a guy um, who was an AD, A-Day MVP not too long ago. You also have Slade Bolden. So it's really an embarrassment of riches at Alabama, every single position. But, um, you know, plain and simple, um, you know, Jalen Waddle needs the football. He needs it a lot. I, I feel that he's the best player in all of college football returning. I know some would say Devontae Smith, right? Pick your poison. But um, I, I just think Jalen Waddle certainly brings so much to the table. Got to get him the football. What else you got, Jarek? Man, I want to talk about Javon Baker, man. I, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of good stuff from him. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff that right now he might actually look like the, the third best receiver on the team. Looks like he's unguardable. Um, I've seen his tape during the, uh, in, when he was in Atlanta. And one of the things that, that were very impressive to me was his release. And I compare him to Amari Cooper because I'm, because Amari, one thing Amari Cooper did better than probably most of the Alabama receiving Nick Sabanera was his release. His release with a combination of his route running was, was something that I really haven't seen. Um, from a college receiver in a very, very long time. So I look at Javon Baker and I've seen his, uh, I've seen his tape in uh, uh, Atlanta. His release was just amazing. He was very, very strong at the point of attack. Um, and, you know, you, you can tell the coaching is obviously there. I, you know, I've heard he worked with guys like Kelvin Ridley. So um, obviously that experience, I, I, I'm hearing it's translating over to his camp. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, I'm very excited for Javon Baker. Yeah, and um, you're looking at clips of him right now on our YouTube channel, and this is Javon Baker. And, um, you know, we don't have too much footage of him right now, but we hear him's absolutely tearing it up. Looks like one of the top receivers at Alabama, no surprise, certainly the best of the freshmen. And I think you're right. When you look at his release, his hands, and this is a guy who has that alpha mentality. Sometimes wide receivers are prima donnas uh, come in, but this guy wants to work. This guy, you know, savages want to compete against savages. And when I saw him at this rivals camp, I was blown away. I was like, who is that guy? And, and Bone was like, that's Javon baker and i couldn't believe it this guy is certainly going to play um high expectations obviously for all of these guys but javon baker um looking like the truth coming in yeah man i'm 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 i'm, ex I'm extremely um I'm extremely excited for him um last thing i wanted to talk about was that secondary was the secondary at the at the outside cornerback positions i know obviously it's a battle right now but you know like what do you think so far between the competition between ronald williams josh Job? and uh, the rest of the guys in that secondary? Um, I, I think, you know, my questions are still there, and they're going to be there until the start of the season. You know, 
Um, Patrick yeah. Sartan returns um, with a lot of experience. You also have Josh Job, so it looks like those guys are going to be your corners um, for the star position. I think you're probably going to have maybe a, a you know Brian Branch, a Ronald Williams, a Jalen Armar Davis. I think when you look at position battles, that's certainly taking place right now. Um, as I just mentioned earlier on the show, um, you know I've heard really good things about Brian Branch. He looks like a, he's a guy who could um, get a lot of playing time this year. At the safety position, you have Jordan Battle. Um, you have uh, uh, Daniel Wright, those two guys bring, um, you know, a, a lot of experience. I know Daniel Wright didn't start last year, but I think he's played in like 23 games or something like that. And Jordan Battle saw a lot of time as a freshman. So it's an unproven secondary. Our team writer, Tony Sukalas, wrote an article about this today, but it's a very good secondary. And, and as I said earlier on the show, you got Charles Kelly, um, you know, Carl Scott and, and Nick Saban working with those defensive backs and, and the secondary unit. So um, I, I think they're going to be fine, but they're untested right now um, and they have to grow up and they have to grow up soon because um, when you have Lane Kiffin on that schedule, you know how sneaky he's going to be in week three, um, especially going against Texas A&M and Georgia. I mean, that's a that's an interesting front four schedule. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I really want to see, uh, you know, number one is communication. I mean, even last year, we had a very experienced secondary. It seemed like with the absence of Dylan Moses that we were still we weren't as, as vocal and we were very confused in the secondary as far as communication goes, but I want to see us get better in the run department. Um, Xavier McKinney was the best run defender in the secondary, but everybody else was kind of, just, it was mediocre. I mean, these guys couldn't really tackle that well in the open field with a lot of arm tackling. So I want to get us back to those basics of uh, those fundamentals of getting better in the run department. We're a lot bigger than we were last year as far as the secondary. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm, that I'm happy about, but I want us uh, to definitely, you know, Definitely work on that run department game because again we are we have we got a difficult schedule, it's not easy at all, uh, and you know a lot of these guys will definitely break away if we're going to try to arm tackle a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, there was I'm showing right now Saban working with uh, the defensive secondary, and this is actually B-roll um, from last year. But I bring it up and I saved it because um, I think it illustrates just how much that Saban wants to improve on tackling. You know, it's Saban's defense. I know Pete Golding is certainly the defensive coordinator, but it Saban's a defensive guy, and it all comes down to mm -hmm. tackling. And um, you know, there were some games like you said, arm tackling isn't going to cut it in the SEC, especially. 11 games in a row in the SEC. You got to tackle. You got to bring it every single week. I know you look at that Missouri game and Alabama fans probably have that already as a W, but, you know, SEC teams bring it regardless of where you're at. Um, I have Alabama probably as a four touchdown favorite, so I'm probably providing a little bit of early season rat poison. Um, but I but I believe in this team. I think this team is going to be fine just because of the, the firepower and offense, and um, we'll have to see. But um, please hit that thumbs up right now, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, Jarek, anything else, man? We got you on. Uh, I guess I can say this last thing is that, yeah, is that, you know, I do agree with you that I'm very confident in this Alabama team. Um, there are some question marks all across the board, but like I said earlier, it's really, it's, it's the fresh bodies. It's that rotation. I feel like we have a, we're going to, we're going to be a lot fresher this year compared to previous other years where we, we've been, um, we've been manhandled by injuries. Now I'm going to, I'm going to knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now because I'm hoping that none of our players get hurt so far. We're doing great so far in training camp, but I love, the amount of players that are coming back that were freshmen last year or retro freshmen, sophomores, these guys are coming back and these guys know the playbook. Pete Golden's back. The, 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 no one really talks about how important the return of, uh, of our coaching staff is. That's very important. I mean, you know, I can't remember a year. Uh, maybe I, I think you're going to have to go all the way back to like 2015, the last time that we have a, uh, this much uh, you know, coaches returning back for another year. So I think that's very, very important. 
as far as uh, as far as player development goes. So I'm very excited with the amount of fresh bodies that we have, and um, you know, obviously we're working hard. We're trying to get back to that Bama factory, but I'm I'm extremely confident this year, especially on our defensive side. Uh, and if we can get it together, then yeah, we're definitely going to make a deep run this year. Yeah, thank you so much, Jarek. Well, um, it's always great to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling in. I always got a place for you, Jarek. Um, be safe up in Buffalo. Uh, good luck to your Bills. I know you're part of the Bills Mafia, so I'll be eager as we move oh, forward yeah. to hear more about your Buffalo Bills. You can call and give me the skinny as we usually do, but take care <laughs> and have a, have a blessed rest of your week. All right, buddy? All right, you too, Kyle. Have a good day, man. All right, thank you so much. All right, Jarek from Buffalo. Always great to uh, have some dialogue with Jarek. Um, I'll take one more call and then um, I'll call it a night. But um, yeah, it's been fun. And, and get used to the shows. I, I know I, I've been trying to find a rhythm to come on every Wednesday. I'm trying to figure out you know, the best times uh, to come on. I used to actually do the show um, at 10 a.m. And then we got a really big following from Hawaii. And they weren't up because of you know the time difference. I'm here in Tuscaloosa. So um, I had to adjust. And then I found out that the time worked best in the evening time. So um, that was funny. And, uh, you know, to all my Hawaiian fans out there, you know, still uh, still appreciate everything that you guys did, you know, when, um, you know, Tua was here and uh, just, you know, how hospitable you guys were. I mean, I can't wait to go to the islands just to say thank you so much. Um, so uh, I'll take one more call and I will definitely uh, head out and I will catch you uh, tomorrow. We got tons of coverage on PatmanInsider.com right now. So much coverage. It's uh, I love it though. You know, I, I don't look at this as a job because this is probably something that I would do besides that. And if you're new to this, I'll give you some quick backstory on, on myself just so you, you can kind of understand where I'm coming from. Um, I grew up in New Mexico. I grew up in Santa Fe. Um, New Mexico, if you've ever been there, it's so beautiful. Um, I miss the West, but I love, you know, living in the Southeast. Um, I started working for the Nike football training camps out in Los Angeles, lived in Redondo Beach for a while. Then I moved to Washington, D.C., and I lived up on Capitol Hill, used to wear, maybe that's why I like the suit and the tie, right? I lived up there for a while, um, worked in Capitol Hill, worked for a congressman. Um, I love D.C., such a beautiful area, and I really miss living up there. Um, went to school in uh, Central College in Pella, Iowa, uh, just south of Des Moines, if you've ever been up to the Midwest, and, and the winters were freezing. Um, also went to school in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and now living here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, go, almost going on five years. And uh, it's been amazing to live in Tuscaloosa and to get to really be a part of um, SEC country to understand the pageantry of college football that exists down here. Because I think living in the West, I didn't really understand the gra or grasp, you know, just how big and, and how prevalent football was in the South. And now to be down here and, um, you know, Southern hospitality is not to be overstated. I mean, it's so beautiful. And um, I've met some really amazing people, which I'm really grateful for. So um, thank you so much. And I am just so pleased that you guys would join me um, you know, to, to, you know, spend, you know, an hour with me tonight. I know everyone has families and jobs and all that. And, um, it's good just to have an hour to, to get back to some normalcy, I think, because this year has been difficult for a lot of people. Um, you know, I've known people that have lost their job or have faced tough times, but I think, you know, we, we can rise up from this. And I'm also optimistic that leaders will rise from this. And, um, you know, I think we'll get back on track. So it's really good to have some normalcy and to, um, have some dialogue with you tonight. I look forward to taking your calls um, in the future and to just catching up with you guys um, every Wednesday and Tuesday night. Definitely check out Andrew's show. He does such a great job. Um, 
Thank you so much, everyone, for joining me tonight. I hope you guys have a blessed rest of your week. Let's be productive. Let's be good people. As I always say, coming to you from beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, this is Kyle Henderson. Catch all the coverage back on BamaInsider.com. I'll talk to you guys soon. Good night.